So today on American Conversations, we have Dan Schultz, uh, who started the precinct um, strategy in the project. What's the full title of that? Is the precinct strategy? Dan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I didn't hear your first. Can you can you can you hear me now? Now I can, but yeah, you can. Okay, all right. So. So, uh, so for our audience today, we have Dan Schultz, okay, who's with the Precinct Project. Dan, tell us about exactly what this is, because people need to understand, for, and especially for those people who complain about, you know, the school boards and the, and the county councils, and you, you've come up with a design, and it's effective, uh, for telling people how to get involved in taking back the Republican Party. Sure. Um, it's real simple. It's what they don't teach in school anymore, apparently. I mean, uh, we've got a two-party system. That doesn't mean we've got, a, that doesn't just mean we've got two parties and voters who, you know, usually vote as Republicans or Democrats or Libertarians or Greens. Those parties have structures. They're called committees. And they have committees down at the local level. In some states, the lowest committee is, a, in like here in Arizona, a legislative district committee. My legislative district committee has 444 precinct committeemen slots. And in my precinct, my precinct is one of the 41 precincts in my legislative district. And we have 10 slots of precinct committeemen. All 10 are conservatives. And the reason we have 10 slots is because Arizona has a statutory formula for the parties that have ballot status to have representation of the voters inside the party apparatus. And it basically is you get one precinct committeeman position in a precinct for every 125 registered voters of that party. So we have slightly over 1,250 registered Republicans. So we have 10 slots right now. So the 10 of us go to the meeting, the legislative district committee meeting, and we can elect officers there. And we get access to the get out the vote software. And this is within Maricopa County. So that's the lowest level, uh, legislative district committee. And then the sub-level to that is the individual precinct. And now in my individual precinct, I can help get out the vote. There's two things precinct committee can do. You help get out the vote for the candidates of your choice in your precinct. You get access to the get out the vote software that tells you which houses have which kinds of Republicans in them. The ones who vote 100% of the time or 75% of the time or 50% of the time or 25% of the time or they never vote 7% of the Republicans in my precinct just never vote. All right. So let me break this down. Let me break this down for the audience. There's, there's, right. a, there's a second thing that precinct committee can do, and it's why it's called the most powerful political office in the world. It's because only precinct committeemen get to elect the people who elect the people who serve on the Republican National Committee. Only precinct committeemen get to do that. You'll never see on a ballot, vote for this person for, for uh, your state chairman. 
vote for this person for your national committeeman on the RNC or national committee woman. Each state gets three people on the RNC. State chairman, national committeeman, national committee woman. Voters don't get to vote for those people. Only precinct committeemen do. All right. So let, let, me, let me back up. Let, let's break this down for Americans to understand, because this is going to change from state to state. Years ago, when I was at the networks, I used to do polls all the time and talk to state chairs on both sides of the aisle. Um, and I know that the importance of the organism that the state chair has in each state during the elections, and it trickles down sometime to not a precinct level, because some states don't have the precinct. They have precinct levels, but they're not voters. I mean, in right. Maryland, they're, they're, in right, Maryland right. it's it's a it's a central committee in the in the counties, um, yep. and then they they don't have they, they will they'll ask for volunteers for precinct leadership, but they don't have the voting power. But in most states, they do have the the precinct levels do have the voting power. So your 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 suggestion is to get people to instead of complaining, take back take back the Republican Party and get their foot in the door by running as a pre precinct and it changes like the titles change uh state to state right so state called state. yeah precinct captain precinct leaders yeah it varies greatly from state to state but the i think the the term that is used most is precinct committeeman okay like, precinct committeeman so so if you're living in a state that that has this who do you go to how do you how do you get your name on the ballot how do you get the job the way you do it is this <clears throat> it's set forth in statute if it's a state where it is determined through the primary election. Some state legislatures, probably because they were lobbied by the political parties, have allowed the political parties to use, to sort of piggyback on the primary election apparatus of the, of the state. And so you have to get on the a primary ballot for precinct committeemen. And for example, here in Arizona, I'll just show you. So where do they find that information? They go to the, the Board of Elections? They can. Here in Arizona, you can just find all of this information. And in Maryland, too, you can find all of this information at the Secretary of State's website in Maryland. I've got it on my website, precinctstrategy.com. Here in Arizona, you can go to the Board of Elections and say, hey, I want to run for precinct committeeman. What do I need? And they've got the forms. And you and like I said, this is a nomination petition. You have to get more, no more than 10 signatures. Every precinct committeeman should have a clipboard. Okay. Anybody who calls himself a political activist has to <laughs> have, have, a, have a clipboard, right? And then the other piece of paper that you have to fill out is this, a declaration of candidacy. And here in Arizona, when I started, these had to be notarized. They don't have to be notarized anymore, which is a good step in the right direction because there was there was no need to because they're going to verify everybody who signs your petition. Well, only a challenger would. But your declaration of candidacy, the the, the, the county elections department is going to check. But that's the way it works. Right, so step, step, one, step one is to find out what, what, what are the yeah. rules of the game in, in yeah. your state. The other the other way to do it is instead of going to the Board of Elections, now you're dealing with government, go to your local county or legislative district committee meeting as a visitor when they meet. They, almost all of these committees now have a website or a Facebook page. You can find out where, where, when and where they meet. You can call them and say, hey, I wanna, I, I'm interested in becoming a precinct committeeman. 
Can I come to the meeting and find out how to do it? Will you teach me how to do it? They'll teach well, you most, how to do it. Most of those, some of those people, I mean, you know, sometimes on that level, it, it, I think the shortcut is because, you know, some people don't want to take the time to teach anybody. Everybody, everybody's an expert on it, and you are. So tell us about your site. How do, how do people find your site to, it, to look up their state rules? It's precinctstrategy.com. And then there's state information. But I don't have good information for every state because not every state has good information online about how to do it. Because some states are run by rhinos and they don't want anybody to figure this out. So, so this you know, is- what I say, what I say to people like the people watching this podcast, you're an American. You've got American ingenuity. Figure it out. Look at what I have on my website and then get it done. You're an American for crying out loud. You're, if you're an American, you'll get this done. It's not right. that hard. So you're, so you're suggesting for them to, to get involved with the parties. The best way to do it is to um, run it, it, figure out the rules in the state. Yeah, and I've pretty much done that in every run. state. I've got information on good. I've got something for all 50 states. I don't have anything for D.C. I don't have anything for the territories yet, but I will eventually. And then I ask people. People will email me, hey, Dan, my county's not there. Invariably, it's people from Florida. Damn, my count, there's 67 counties in Florida. Well, the Republican Party of Florida has a directory of all the counties. I, I'm not going to put a directory of all the counties for Florida on my website because one already exists at the Republican Party of Florida website. Why would I do that? But what I have done is I put on the counties that have good information, like step by step, how to become a precinct committeeman in Florida. And it's a little more complicated than it is here in Arizona. I've got those websites there. And then then the instruction set I have right at the top of my website is this. First step, get online and find your county committee. Or if you're in a state like Connecticut or Massachusetts, they don't have county committees. They've only got local town committees. Find your local town committee. And there may not be one in Massachusetts there's, you know, uh, I have a cohort there now. She goes by Chainsaw Sue. She she created from scratch over 50 new town committees because most of the towns, including Cambridge, Massachusetts, where Harvard is, they right. didn't even have a Republican committee. But now they do because she yes. found some people to form it. Okay. So, so you got to, you know, it, it takes a little, of, you know, get up and go for each individual, light a fire under your rear end, I like to say, and get it done. And, 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 then, and then get involved and, and become a voting member of the party and, and, and get this done. And then if you do find along the way, I tell people, I ask people, you've got some great information that I don't have on my website, send it to me. And then I'll put it on my site. Like I just found out today there was, or yesterday, uh, a new site in, what state was it? Uh, I don't see it in my notes. Um, Here it is. This notes. Um, Ohio. Ohio Battlegroundalliance.com. Somebody in Ohio who's in Hamilton County sent me uh, uh, this URL. And she said, we've compiled all this great information there. Terrific. I'm going to put that on my website now. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, okay. So, so, so uh, first of all, how many uh, in the Republican Party, how many precinct seats are available? I, all, I explain all of this at my website. That's a good question. 
there's about 400,000 of these slots. The, the, it fluctuates with the voter registrations in, in most states. Okay. But the best, right. So that's, but the that, best but this, estimate I have is a total number is about 400,000 and that's verifiable. All right. And, and about how, and how many of the, over, over, how many of the over, seats are filled now? Over, over half are vacant. Okay. So, so the still, percent are filled. Still, I've been a complete failure. I've been doing this for 13 years. Still, we're at less than 50%. As far as I know, based on all of the anecdotal evidence that I have, and then some of it's not anecdotal. I know here in Maricopa County, ground zero for election integrity, we are only going to have 40% of our slots filled via the primary election in 2022. And down in Pima County, over 80% of the slot, 80% of the slots will not, will not be filled. All right. So I have a question for you. When someone, yeah. when, when, uh, during a presidential campaign, they, uh, the presidential candidates ask for the endorsements of local politicians, state politicians. They sometimes use their own organizations in those states, um, because they know their neighbors. Why aren't they filled by people who are, who, you know, by, by people, who are already the politicians in the state. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. If the precinct captains can get out the vote, they get to know the neighbors, they know who's voted in the primaries and hasn't voted in the primaries, who shows up at the caucuses. Why, why aren't the politicians pushing this? Um, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is some of them are just d dumber than a box of rocks. Listen, most, a lot of these people who run for office, I, I went one time to a Tea Party meeting and there was a young woman who was running for the first time for the state legislature. I was speaking about the precinct committeeman strategy. She was going to speak about herself. She didn't even know what a precinct committeeman was. All right. She's so, run, so she's but, running but, for the state legislature. So you got that going for it. Well, those secondly, are politicians, but they have campaign managers. Secondly, her campaign manager was her husband. Okay. All right. But, but, but at the same time, it just seems to me that this is underutilized, not just for There's another reason. What happens if you're a conservative and you're running and then all of a sudden you figure out, Oh, wait a second. <clears throat> Half of these slots are vacant. Sorry. We're, we're house sitting a dog. He's, he's <laughs> he, he barks at everything. So anyways, uh, he, you know, he's in a strange house and he's afraid, uh, but uh, he'll, he'll settle down. Anyways, um, what they think, they think, especially the incumbent conservatives. Well, let me let me just ask it another way. Have you do you have you ever found a video? You're asking a good question. Have you ever found a video of a conservative Republican standing in front of a conservative audience saying, hey, you know, I think it would be a great idea for you to become a precinct committeeman. You won't no. find them. And the reason you won't find them is because they're afraid of this. They're afraid if they go out and then fill up all these vacancies and they're the first mover on it and they get all these people to become precinct committeemen and help get out the vote for conservatives. What happens if a better conservative opts to run against them? Well, then I mean, but that's the that's the competition. I mean, that's but, right. And so, so let me better, ask: you. a better conservative might get all those precinct committeemen that the lesser conservative recruited <clears throat> to get out the vote for them. Dan, that's why. Dan, I, Dan, I want to ask you some questions here, okay? Because we've got to unpack it for people who are not as familiar with it as you as you are. All right. 
what is the duties uh, of precinct committee? There aren't any. So why, what's the value of precinct there, there committee? Are, what's there the are, value of there, precinct committee? I'll, I'll tell you, there are duties, but you're a volunteer. Nobody can tell you to do anything. Your duties are essentially, I already mentioned what they are. One, go to the meetings and vote for the party chairs and other officers. That's your one of your duties. Go to the meetings when they are having elections. Two, learn how it all works in terms of getting out the vote. Learn how to get the software and use it to get a call and a walk sheet for your precinct. Work with your fellow precinct committeemen when it comes time for the election. And I only ask my fellow precinct committeemen to give me three hours. One hour at the time of the primary to make phone calls to the lower information, lower propensity voters, and then two hours to distribute to their homes, whether they had a phone number or not, flyers from the candidates, and then any kind of literature you yourself personally want to drop off saying, I like this, I like this Republican better than that Republican. Those are the two main things you have to do. But nobody can make you do any of it. That's the beauty of it. If you decide, eh, I don't want to do it after all, nobody can force you because you're a volunteer. All right, all right but, that, but we're not talking about whether or not you're going to do it. You, you, we want to get people that are involved, that want to get involved yeah, because they want to get involved I, and do something. Yeah, but here's the problem. No, hey, let me finish. Let me, the reason I'm telling you this is because there's a lot of people who – they don't want to join an organization that's going to tell them, hey, I got a phone call from the county chair and he's telling me to go get my clipboard and stand in front of Safeway and get signatures for some candidate. They don't want to sign up for that. So I tell them right up front, you're top dog. You're a volunteer. But I'm going to ask you to only and I'm going to ask you to do only two things. The time of the general and before that, the time of the primary boost turnout, and then also go to the meetings. All right. So I talk to people all over the country, people who have never been involved with politics before. I've covered this for 40 years. All right. And here's the problem that some people are finding out. They're finding out that when they want to run, when they want to get involved, they're running up against the state party's apparatus that don't want the newbies in because the newbies, and this doesn't matter whether it's Democrats or Republicans, the Republican rhinos don't want to have their ship wrecked a little bit by by having newbies come in and then on the democratic side a lot of the people on the democratic side don't want uh, they don't like what's going on in the party with the progressive side and so they don't want those conservative democrats to get involved I so they're running into the problem with the state parties not cooperating with some of these people who are volunteering is this is the precinct committeeman position the best way to usurp all of that? It's the only way. And, and, the, and the good news is this. <clears throat> so here in Arizona, every two years, you can get elected by the voters in your precinct to a precinct committeeman position. If but that's you fail, not, but it's not like that in every state, because in no, some states, the committee no, are not elected. It, in some states, it's a four-year cycle, like Maryland, uh, like Georgia. Okay, in the the level of you can tell the level of corruption of a Republican Party in any state 
in my opinion, by is it a four-year election cycle or two-year? If it's four years, it's more corrupt. Is it just central committee members or do precinct committeemen have voting rights too? If it's just central committee, it's corrupt, like California and Maryland. It's centrally controlled. Okay, but it's not like that here in Arizona. We have a beautiful system. So does uh, so does Ohio. So does Florida. Although Florida has many more requirements in terms of getting appointed to a vacancy, but in all those states that I mentioned, every in every state, eventually there's going to be an election, and you've got to be poised to be able to know how to conduct yourself in terms of getting elected. So in our state, Arizona. You got to get on the ballot. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of getting on the ballot is this stuff I just said here about getting the 10 signatures, that takes 45 minutes. But let's say you're too too damn lazy to even do that, right? Okay, you blow the deadline. It was April 4 this year. You blow the deadline. Now you can run as a write-in candidate. And if, and this happened, we have 935 precincts, and we only had 28 of the 935 that had a that's going to have a contested election where there's more candidates than there are slots to fill. Only 28. All of the write-in candidates are going to win just like the ones who went and got their signatures. So you you can run, and, and then in some states like Georgia, South Carolina, um, North Carolina, I believe if I could be misremembering it, it's not important. Some states do it by private. Missouri does it this way. Caucus meetings. First, there's a, like in Nevada, they do it. There's a county caucus. And the first thing that they do at the county caucus is they break off into little subgroups by precinct. And then those who showed up who want to be the precinct committeeman for the county meeting, they have a, an election. They use paper ballots and, uh, they stand up and give a little speech. I'd like to be the precinct committeeman for this reason or that reason or whatever. And then they have the vote. And then when all of that's done, then they move on to the county convention or meeting or whatever they call it, and they elect the county officers. So it's done in a private caucus, and the government doesn't even know who the precinct committeemen are. Remember, our political parties are like private yacht clubs. They're private, okay? And the government has no say in Unfortunately, that they're the Titanic because they're sinking, they're sinking America. Well, and that's because we don't have enough conservatives. You know, somebody said it just the other day. I, don't, I was on a call with somebody, and, and they said, essentially what's happened is the greatest generation had the baby boomers and then the baby boomers, because of all the prosperity that we had, became apathetic. And then they had a, a bunch of brats, and they didn't teach them anything about how any of this works. But my kids know. My kids are all precinct committeemen. Okay? And that's the thing. We've su we are suffering from a, two things. Tremendous apathy and, 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 and then uh, tremendous lack of knowledge. So that's where I come in. You get this little book right here. Ten bucks. That does that look complicated? It's not. <laughs> Literally, it's 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 big. Look at this is big print, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the guts of it lasts a whopping 
70 pages. And then the rest is I got the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution in here for reference. Um, this is not difficult stuff. Look, this is my recruitment flyer. This this explains. The yeah, but do you have a copy? Do you have a copy of that on the website? Yes. Okay, and you've got and you they, people can buy your book on the website too. Yes. Remind and the audience again the, the website. It's precinctstrategy.com. And then Precinct this strategy. is a, yeah, and this is the graphic you'll see when you get to my website. This explains why to become a precinct committeeman. This shows there's 74 million MAGA people, and we need 200,000 of them to become to fill up the vacancy and transform this party into this party, full strength, 75% majority. This explains those step-by-step -step things about contacting your local committee. And then down here are all of the interest groups that need to be into our party. The people who are complaining about, oh, they're going to take our guns away, become a precinct committee. Oh, they're doing CRT in the schools, become a precinct committee and elect better school boards. Oh, my God. We're, our national defense sucks. They're, they're invading the southern border. Okay, do something about it. Get involved politically. Become a precinct committeeman. Do something that matters. So, so have you re, have you reached out to all these people that are setting up these different groups all over the country having to do with all these issues? I have for years. I told the Tea Party groups, all the major Tea Party groups, the Right to Life groups, the Second Amendment groups, all of them, when I started this in 2009, none of them were interested. And here's why. Money. Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa. If I have a 501C inside the Beltway or a PAC inside the Beltway and I tell people how to solve the problem, becoming a precinct committeeman, they won't send me money anymore. So they weren't interested. Now when we finally, finally, finally are really at the point where, oh, $10 a gallon gas. Oh, there's an invasion on the southern border. Oh, Biden is destroying the economy, obviously. Oh, they're attacking us with uh, uh, vaccines that are not vaccines. And on and on and on and on and on, all the issues. Now, finally, some people are saying, like Cleta Mitchell, huh, maybe I should be recruiting people to become um, poll workers and poll watchers this election cycle. And Maybe, maybe I should mention precinct committeemen, which I haven't so heard who, mentioned who yet. Who appoints the, the poll watchers? Who? who appoints the poll watchers? It varies from state to state. It's all done by state statute. So in here in Arizona, there's poll workers. You can be a volunteer for some of the positions, just a volunteer. And some can be Republicans and some can be Democrats and some can be libertarians. The Greens don't have ballot access anymore, so there won't be any Greens. Okay, there's some formula at the county level, but per laws written by our state legislature, and then with respect to who is a official poll watcher, that also is done by state statute, and there, almost invariably, you're going to be a trained precinct committeeman who took some training on how to be an effective poll watcher. but and, and each side gets so many at each polling place. The problem is down in Tucson, where I was in 2020, all day on election day in Tucson, covering eight different polling centers, we, the Republicans, were lucky if we had one person for half the day.
two, so, if we were really, really lucky. The Democrats had five in the morning, five in the afternoon. They had T-shirts saying, I'm an official poll watcher. You can ask me any question you like. And they rotated in and out of the building because you could only have one person in the building at a time. They outnumbered us 10 to 1. Okay. Where so, are the conservatives? So Where are the Trump people? So basically what you're saying as a conservative Republican, that the reason why the party is such a mess today is because they people are not turning out and volunteering. That's, that's right. I, I have a saying. The reason, I've been saying this since, since 2009, on, on, like I used to write at redstate.com as Cold Warrior. And, and you know, and I, and I, I wrote at Breitbart.com in my real name, starting in 2013, my first article, and then a lot of articles in 2015 and 2016, thanks to Steve Bannon. He let me write all these articles. And I used to say, the, the problem with, uh, we have all these com these complaining conservatives. And I, what I say to them is this, the reason the Republican Party is not conservative enough, quote unquote, for you complaining conservatives, conservatives, is because not enough of you complaining conservatives are in the party, changing it from within as precinct committee. Because then, as now, over half of the slots on average at every precinct were vacant. So why and why wouldn't somebody like Bannon get you know flip it around? Well, he's he's at least having me on his show to talk about it. <laughs> but he's he's not a precinct committeeman. He ought to be. Mike Lindell's not a precinct committeeman. He ought to be. All these talking heads that have big microphones will have me on as a guest. That some of them have told me, oh, I'm gonna do this, Dan, I'm gonna do this. Then the primary comes and goes. And then I ask him, hey, how did it go with the, your race for precinct committeeman? Uh, I didn't do it. Mm. You know, it's walking the walk to talk the talk. It's really hard to talk the talk when you're not walking the walk. So how long have you been a I've been a, been a precinct committeeman since 2007 when I volunteered to fill a vacancy. And then I ran for the first time in 2008. That was when McCain was running for pre the presidency. I tried to get elected to be a state convention delegate. I didn't get elected because I was brand new and nobody really knew who I was. So I, I, could, I didn't get enough votes. Others did. But I got to go to the state convention and sit in the visitor's area because only the people who are really involved can participate. Because remember, it's a private meeting and only the elected state delegates get to participate at the state convention. And so, and, and then within a year and a half, I volunteered to run to be a member of the 30 member Maricopa County Executive Committee. Uh, as a member at large, I ran on a slate of conservatives and we all won. So look, I moved over here from, from Los Angeles. Um, I, I didn't get involved in the party until 2007. And, and within three and a half years, I was serving on the county committee as a volunteer. Uh, and then got to vote, uh, I think it was in 2010, for, in a, we voted to endorse one 
good conservative running for county commit uh, for count uh, county attorney. Why they can't call it district attorney is beyond me, but they call it county attorney. <laughs> okay. And the guy rules. didn't have any the guy didn't have any name recognition. His name's Bill Montgomery. And one of my cohorts who I ran on the slate with to become a member at large, he shows up with a, a resolution to endorse Bill Montgomery over the other two candidates. One was a sanctuary city Republican mayor, Republican mayor with running a sanctuary city against our party <laughs> platform. And then the other guy was a notorious rhino who had been the DA, who had really good county attorney, who had Rick Romley, who was notorious rhino. Okay, he had a reputation for being a rhino. He had donated money to uh, Janet Napolitano. He wouldn't endorse uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, things like that, right? So this was all written up in a short, had to be 250 words or less, uh, resolution. And he passed it out. I didn't know this was coming. He didn't tell anybody he was going to do it. We had to get a super majority of 60% of the 30 members. Our chairman didn't have to vote. Our, our county chairman didn't have to vote. And we passed it. And that endorsement helped Bill Montgomery to win because the sanctuary city guy dropped out the next day. And then he, he, he and Bill could go to all of these groups and say, I've been endorsed by the Maricopa County Republican Executive Committee. Okay, so, 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 so there's words, real political power in this, is what I'm saying. Well, so that's what you're saying. Yeah, that there is political power in this, and you because you because you in fact have lived it. Well, listen, Dan, I think this is I think it's a great idea. People need to go out there, get involved, run for precinct committeemen and women. Uh, and Dan, again, before before we sign off, give the give the audience the name of the site. Precinctstrategy.com precinctstrategy.com. That's the site. That's where you get started. Now, listen, go to the site and follow the directions. I say on the contact page, if you haven't, don't contact me if you haven't at least tried to contact your local committee. But I get, I get things like this. I'm in Kansas. What do I do? Okay. So I, what do I do? What do I do? I send them back, go back to my site and follow the directions that you run into any obstacles, then contact me. Okay. On that note, Dan Schultz, thank you. Good luck with the project. And uh, everybody go to his site. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate having you. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye.